What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Well, I moved from point A to point B. Yes. Yeah, and it wasn't that far. I feel like moving, no matter what, is a huge pain in the ass. It's just uh, whether you're moving a thousand miles or five miles, mm-hmm. it's a tremendous pain in the ass. Yeah. Because it's the same amount of packing and unpacking. Now, you already thinned your crap out the last time you moved. About four years ago, yeah, when I, when I moved. Like, uh, substantially. I substantially to the point where I had, there's certain things that I needed to purchase, like a vacuum and a broom. Oh, you got you rid know, of that. Things like, yeah, because I didn't need it. Like, I was moving into a house that already had all that. Right. So I just kind of said, fuck it. And I didn't know exactly where I was going to go after that. So, yeah, got everything so you are moved. no longer downtown. Yeah, no longer downtown. Which, which is good, bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, downtown has its, uh, has its uh, a lot of huge, you know, pluses. And I like it. I liked living down there. But there was some, definitely some drawbacks. Uh, for me personally... Uh, I was almost too social, and it was exhausting, and mm-hmm. I, I was stretching myself too thin and not giving myself enough time to do things that I know that I want to do, but then I end up being a slave to the grind, man, a slave to the groove. Right. And I'm like, I just, I needed to take some time for myself mm-hmm. to figure some things out, which is, you you just can't can't do that when you're, you know, go, 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 16, 18 hours a day. And don't take time for yourself. So that's that's one of the big, big pluses to moving away from all of that stimulation. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, an, I lived on the busiest street in downtown Kingman other than Beale Street. Right. And Andy Devine, maybe. Because Grandview, oh, that's my busy. God. God. And it's incredible the difference it makes, like, when the uh, high school kids are on, on break mm-hmm. for, like, two weeks, you know, every six weeks. It's like, oh, this is like a fucking ghost town. Mm-hmm. But then, most of the time. But, oh, my God. Yeah. So, and, and which is, you know, that's fine. I was a high school kid, too. It's not like I'm going to bitch about them hot rod and driving fast and being loud and, you know, revving up their shit boxes because I did the exact same thing because so I, I had always had shit boxes in high school. One of the earliest lots I actually looked at year, years before I knew you, uh, and I was really close to buying a house there, and I was talked out of it, was on um, Seneca. Okay. You know where Seneca is. Uh, downtown? No, I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, Seneca's sorry, not, not downtown. No, yeah. it's not. It's, uh, if you're going up Walpi Mountain Road, you know, towards the mountain mm-hmm. and approaching the foothills. Yeah, I know. Off, we're s- off, off to the left is yeah. Seneca. Okay. Yeah. It ties into, I think, uh, uh, Southern. Southern, yes. Yes. Okay. So there was a house there that was for sale for a while on the left-hand side if you're going away from Walpi Mountain Road. And it was it had a nice lot you know some nice de- natural desert fauna and it was kind of near a wash and it was kind of interesting plot back there and it was not a bad price and i was going to heavily modify it and kind of do what i wanted to do and then this woman that i know that was a friend of some aviation friends back east came and visited and she's kind of a house person like she's really sharp like she would she used to sell house and then she renovated him and she kind of goes i think this street's going to be too busy she was kind of busy right now she goes it's kind of let's seem like it's a main thoroughfare between two busier roads. It is a main, which it is. It, it is. You're kind of right. She goes, and I wouldn't be surprised if like a handful of years from now it really gets kind of busy, and you're not going to like it. And I went, oh, I think you're right. Okay, never mind. I won't buy that house. And she's right, hundred percent. Yeah. Not only that, but if you're 
if it's the that would be the west side of Seneca, mm-hmm. that's the downhill side. There's a bunch of feeder streets that dead end at Seneca, right. and I can tell you from experience, from being about five car lengths back and watching a Volkswagen Bugs brakes fail and go into someone's front yard on that side <laughs> of Seneca, I shit you not. Right. And uh, uh, Chris Yokely was in the car with her. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we we were just talking about that recently. And because uh, yeah, he used to live up in that area or he still lives in that area, but his parents also like where he grew up mm-hmm. is up there. And that happens to most of the people's houses that are right there because it's not like the street keeps going. It dead ends at Seneca. Right. So you've got and, and it's downhill and away you go. Yep, and you'll end up with a car in your front yard. Or, so, or you're going to keep tobogganing. If you miss the car, you're going to just oh, yeah. keep going into the desert. Yes, <laughs> like a very large lawn dart <laughs> and just as dangerous. But yeah, uh, anyway, didn't do that. Anyway. Yeah, didn't, that didn't. You didn't do that. But you've moved. You didn't throw. You didn't, this time you didn't get around a lot of stuff, though. You didn't. You already. I didn't. Had gotten... I, well, I actually had to get. Uh, I didn't get rid of anything. Actually, now that I think about it, okay. because I had so little to begin with. So, uh, which I, I thought I had a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't. My life is not as simple as I wanted it to be. <laughs> so you wish you had less. I yeah, no shit. Like I, I have, have way too much shit. Let's like, think of this for a minute. There's a bunch of shit I have in storage out there that you know about that I haven't probably. Hasn't seen the light of day in years. Well, you came from a four-bedroom. Right, I know. Three baths. So it's like, what good is that stuff out that, you know what I'm saying, if I haven't really looked at it, I haven't right. needed it, and, and, but I know what's going to happen when I open those boxes again. I'm li- like to build a home and then move that shit from there. To, you know, I'm going to, oh, this is a cool thing. Look at this thing yeah. that, that I haven't looked at or noted even I've had for four years, whatever the heck, years. Why am I going to hold it in my hand like this, like it's a... Bowling ball. Like, or no, hold it up in your hand like it's uh, like Hamlet. Like Hamlet, yeah. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew <laughs> him. Like you're holding up a skull. <laughs> right. It's like, it should go, it should, what it should really go is this skull should go or from. Mac- Macbeth, not Macbeth, Hamlet. Macbeth, yeah. Yeah. Should go from my hand into the dumpster. That's where it should that's, go. That's the right, motion. Right there. You get a the repetitive stress injury in your from shoulder and your the, elbow. The, from going right throw, in the dumpster. Throwing right shit now. over your shoulder. Move the dumpster closer right here. Move the closer. I don't want to. Take two steps to the dumpster. I'm going to just go from the container to the dumpster. We all have too much shit. I agree 100%. Seriously. And that's why, well, uh, my thing is I have too much. I thought I had, like, too much kitchen shit, mm-hmm. but I, I I love to cook. And I and you know yeah. that how I am, and I love to entertain and have people over and, and all that stuff. So I have that kind of stuff. I will eventually get rid of uh, about half because I, I've got it pared down to the stuff that is necessary and the stuff that's not. So if you really... You probably haven't really settled in enough to really make like a big meal for a bunch of people yet, or anything. No, no, no. It's yeah. not, and I kind of don't have the seating for it yet. You right. Know? Um, I need. I still. I still have a couple things at the old house. That I need to get like a. I keep forgetting. Like I've gone there twice now to pick up stuff that I forgot initially, mm-hmm. and then I get a phone call. Hey, man, you left a fuck. Like one of them is my patio set. Like it's three chairs and a little tiny glass table, and oh. I haven't. I, I keep forgetting. Oh, that's forgetting. yours. That's one that's out. Yeah, back, yeah. Out back on in, the side or in whatever. In fact, the the there's only three chairs because the fourth one, uh, I forget what happened to the fourth one. Broke, it broke during a rave. No. Okay, so that patio set and the people that have been around me at Blackbridge have heard this before. One of the tables at, in in the on the patio at Blackbridge. Out back. Oh, it was yours. Is is it was my grandfather's. Oh, my grandparents bought it in 1985 when they moved to Tucson. So it's and probably built better than the rest of them. Out there. Well, it was, and then my grandfather made it better because that's what he did. So oh, there's sure. a bunch of yeah. welds on it and whatnot. Like okay. it's just very, very stable. Okay. But what, something happened to one of those chairs. I think somebody leaned back 
in the chair and it's you know it's like the steel or iron it's not iron it's probably steel yeah like steel people call that stuff pipe. like wrought iron it's, it's not, not wrought iron. iron it's painted steel there's nothing wrought iron anymore they call right. it wrought iron but anyway go mm-hmm. ahead yeah so and it i think it just bit the dust so okay but anyway i have like there's little things like that but goddamn it is uh it's so do you have a big enough st- kitchen there's uh yeah yeah although it does have that uh 90s aesthetic of the uh, bar top, like the bar countertop, mm-hmm. that has the, you know, bar seating on the other side, and then oh, you yeah. know, right. Except there's cabinets that come down halfway, just oh. like on Seinfeld, you know, or I like any you, other yeah. house from built in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, it's uh, and I w- I was like, man, if I if this was my house, I would rip that fucking thing out immediately. I don't need that. But then, what would you do for storage or whatever? There's like 18 other cabinets. Okay, so it's just yeah. not needed. It's just it, well, yeah. it's not. It's 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 handy, if uh if the if it were just designed differently. It's just the it's just the design of the the times. If you're gonna be there for a while, you should think about it anyway, and just and then talk to someone like Dan and just get it ripped out of there and see what you can do to easily, cheaply kind of finish out the ceiling or right what wall or whatever, just to make it look presentable and yeah. more room. Oh, I mean, gonna, that's a it's a thought. Just if it's not going to cost much, that is right because it's a rental, obviously, and that kind of thing. So yeah, but it's a yeah. uh, it's one of those things. that's like uh, I try to simplify my life, and it just it, I feel like it it doesn't backfire. It's like it's it can it's not simple enough. Like give me give me less. That's what that's yes, what the give me less. All right, I need less. Right, fewer. Yeah, uh, le- less is. Like I kind of envy some people that have that don't have as much stuff. We get tidy. We think we want this stuff, or we need whatever the stuff is, whether it's a big stuff thing or artwork or something like that. And then it kind of saddles you down. But then, then again, I look at it and I go, okay, everything that I have, uh, save for like maybe two small totes, which ended up just being, I don't know how I acquired so much fucking hand soap. <laughs> That's one one thing, yeah. I have like six bottles of hand soap, and I don't know where they all came from. I know where one giant bottle, uh, Diana, who you know used to formerly of the cellar door, yeah. Diana saw it at like, I don't know, it was like I don't know where she was, but she bought. She thought it was because she knows that I hate the pumpkin spice trendy shit, mm-hmm. and it's the biggest bottle of hand soap. It's like a quart. A pumpkin spice hand soap. That's a joke. She bought it for you. She bought it for me, and I'll I'll never throw it away because it was a gift, and it's funny as hell, and I'll throw it out in the holidays. And, like, I've done that every year for a few years, and I'm still – it's only, like, maybe an eighth gone. Right. But I have, like, five – five, including that one, I have, like, five bottles of hand soap. I have a huge plastic bag downstairs from here uh, near the uh, storage for all the the hanger paper – Paper towels and shit. Yeah. God, I can't get that out of my head. Anyway, there's a big bag. Like, every few months, I'll look in there and go, what in the fuck? It's like some old some vitamin, vitamins go bad after a while. There's a bunch of vitamins. There's like probably some hand lotions, some other th- toiletries and stuff like that that obviously I haven't needed for as long as that bag has been there. Right. You know, and, and they're probably... Probably, uh, just an example, probably uh, some uh, sunblock in there. Well, that goes bad. That also, yeah, loses effectiveness. I could probably take this huge bag that's kind of in the, not really in the way, but it's not doing anybody any good where it is down there. And I know you've seen it. You just you haven't really thought about it. I could probably, probably just throw it in the dumpster and not even think about it. Yeah. I probably should stand by the dumpster at least and just start throwing shit in there. There was a guy, speaking of that, there was a, a, a pilot a friend of mine back in, in the South Carolina who was also a 
he owned a bank in a small town, Bank of Greeleyville, which reminds me of what's the what's the uh, town that um, uh, uh, the Porsche driver? He's moving to California to be a uh, Porsche driver. He was a uh, god damn it. What's the actor with uh, the shaky actor? The guy that's uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> wow, I'm so sorry. You couldn't come up with Back to the Future? <laughs> no. But and because that it, guy, that Doc Hollywood is the movie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, what's the town, the fake town in, in I think, South Carolina? I have no idea. I think it reminds me of, of, uh, of uh, it's like it's like Green, not Greenbow, Alabama. That's the, Greenbow, Alabama. This is uh, <laughs> Greeleyville, South Carolina. He's the bank, the biggest bank in Greeleyville, South Carolina. He, <laughs> he owns it, and he's a pilot. He's really funny. He's also an author. He's a very funny author. Anyway, he also ran an auction, like for fundraising. There was some kind of a, I don't know, they needed fundraising for the so-and-so house. Every month they would do a, an auction. People would bring their crap to this parking lot at the bank, and they would move a big dumpster in <laughs> right next to it. And so he would, they would have all this stuff, and it was really, he did a, he was really funny. They would pull, I don't know, like a, like a bowling ball. There would be a bunch of bowling balls that someone brought in. All right, we're going to sell these bowling balls for... 50 bucks, you know, for like 100 of them. I know some stupid amount. <laughs> and nobody, 50 bucks, 10, 8 but whatever, I'm gonna, they're going to go in the dumpster. So, what, you know, 3, 2, 1, boom. And you start throwing shit in the dumpster right right there. Start going in the trash. Oh, I like this guy. Right. And uh, But we ended up buying, friends of mine bought several of them because when you have an airport that you kind of run, at some point you want to know what it would be like to drop a bowling ball out of a Piper Cub and see what happens when it hits the runway. So, you so, bunch of boozed up red, <laughs> redneck pilots. Are you fucking kidding me right we've now? we talked about this. No. No, so, you drop bowling balls out of planes? Yes. <laughs> Just because it's like, hey, what? and we started taking bets. You're you like, know, what's it going to do? <laughs> right. But, but I know what it's going to do. Pile of money got big. It's like, is it going to put a big hole in it? Is it going to shatter? Is it gonna... Oh, you guys were taking bets yes, on what exactly it was going to do? Yes, exactly what it would do when oh it hit the... Oh, my God. So here's what was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I've completely steered off of it. No, to, this is great. It was junk and storage and get rid no, of. No man, crap. I get it. Like this is a great way to get rid of junk. <laughs> so, so and there was other shit. But the funny part. So Bobby, his name is Bobby Jante, would throw shit into the. That was a funny part. Three, two, one, boom in the dumpster. Whatever it was, if it was, if it wasn't auctioned off to raise money, it went right in the right in the trash. Okay. So my friends bought 10 bowling balls or something, and they also had a Super Cub. So you could open the door, and what are you going to do with these? Oh, it's just, uh, it'll be like 500 feet. We're going to go right down the runway, and we're going to see <laughs> what happens. We'll take bets. Okay. And I think I won, actually, because I think it's going to do three or four big pieces and a bunch of smaller pieces and put a big, pretty good-sized hole, which is kind of exactly what it did. I just lucked out on my guess. It was shattering. There was bouncing. There was this. There was that. Did it damage the concrete at all? Yes. So that was the. That you was, sound shocked. That was the other funny part. It was asphalt. It wasn't concrete. Oh. So that's why it made an actual kind of hole, but not. It didn't. It kind of went boom and then came out in pieces and stuff. Now this was. <laughs> I wish we had YouTube been around then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this would have been probably a pretty good. Uh, I feel like the FAA may have called you up, kind right. of like that guy who crashed his plane on purpose. So what happened was they they were residents of the you know they were the the maintainers of the of the property. They would mow the grass with big grass area too in this runway, and they someone had a house that they were uh, associated with that was there. So they they ran the airport. It wasn't the airport? It belonged to the county, but they were responsible for maintaining it. So, but then they put a big hole. 
<laughs> and I went, oh, shit. And they went, maybe we shouldn't do that. And then, cause now it's a hazard. You know, it's a runway. Or a, I'm not sure. I can't remember how it was a runway or the taxiway to put this big fucking hole in. I went, you now have no business complaining about the condition <laughs> of the Kingman Airport when you willfully destroyed a public airport. I didn't airport. do it. I was there, though. Yeah, you bet money on it, Pete Rose. <laughs> Guess you're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. So what happened? I was, can't. I just. I'm so. I'm. I'm so amused at the fact that you did something that irresponsible. Right. Well, it's a middle of nowhere airport. It was a nice airport. It's still a nice. It used airport. to be. <laughs> and, then, and then it was bombarded until by bowling balls. It's like the moon with all these crater holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went. Oh shit! Now what, we don't have. The, you can't pat. What, what are you going to do? You know. Oh, that's all right. We'll call so and so in the morning. It was so funny because first thing in the morning, Jim, the guy that really ran it that managed it called up the public works and they all he was also on the airfield committee just like i was out here but he called them up and said hey man we got this problem out here we got this uh, hole in the runway or with taxiway could you could come they came right out they came right out and patch no one it didn't go through someone else no one did any inquiry of what happened or whatever like that but he goes i don't know we got here and there it is we got to fix this thing you know and so they so this this so it was a chunk of ice fell from <laughs> right. the stratosphere. From, it was from that, a seven forty seven. It was that blue ice. Right, it's shit sickle. Dude, they came right out because it was an airport. They got to fix it. This whole crew came out, cut it out, did a proper thing, did a patch, and fixed it up. And then they, then the way they go, and then they left. And I went, did anybody say anything? No, I just told them we had a problem. They just came right out and fixed it. And I went, so, but I've kept that story. <laughs> Speaking of our airport here, to to I have, don't tell certain parts of it, but I go. Man, all we had to do was call up the city before and come out and start fixing shit, and they just came right out and fixed it. I didn't tell the why they needed to be done. <laughs> dropping bowling balls from a Super Cub. <laughs> that were going to otherwise get thrown away and go to no good. So we had to <laughs> fly it over the runway, and here it comes. Boom! <laughs> I... I'm, I just respect you so much more now. Wouldn't you wish you were there, though? Wouldn't you, would oh, you absolutely. Love to have- <laughs> absolutely. And I, and I, knowing not being a, I have not having a dog in the fight, uh, I would have just observed because I'm not a pilot, nor do I have you know, any stake in that place. I'm not from Greeleyville. I don't pay taxes there. So, so, so I, I, I would have died laughing. And then I would have been like, let's drop heavier shit. Let's see what happens. An- an- another funny event that would happen out there is I was involved in radio control airplanes. Everybody had a radio control airplane out there that they built. In the, in, but occasionally, one would be wrecked so much and get so fucked up or had an old radio system that really wasn't worth anything because the newer stuff was getting cheaper and cheaper. And like it really was worth nothing. So they would also do bets and take bets. And so what would happen was so and so is going to sacrifice his model. So now, now the whole point of this exercise is the pilot gets to uh, come around and do high speed passes in front. I'm telling you, this is on the airport property, right? In the evening, not much air traffic, if anything at all. But plus, you could hear it if it was coming. So everybody lines up. All the other pilots are out there. We have the radar control models that are all not flying because we're going to get rid of this old piece of shit airplane. You're retiring it. Retiring the old plane. Here it comes. Everybody now has a shotgun. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And they were all lined up on this, and you get to just, you get to try to take this. Now, the guy flying, it gets to fly it really crazy, up, down, and loops and shit, so it's not getting hit. Oh, my God. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) The only way that story could get more... Like redneck one percent, <laughs> like actually ramped up to one percent, as if as if it was a full size plane, right? Like exactly. it, it, it reminds me of the rich guys in uh, uh, Surviving the Game. Do you remember that movie from and the nineties where they hunted people? The guy could actually wear like a protection and, and get shot at, and not get hurt. You know, because if we, if they were shotguns, you know, what I mean, if it were, 
You know what I mean? You oh could probably my God. do that. You're so. This is so just insanely hilarious. That was a lot I, of fun. I, I'm sure it was. It was fucking crazy. So eventually it would get hit and it would come in. And how much beer was involved in this? I, people did bring beer. Are you mm. surprised? No. <laughs> no. So you're on a federally funded airport. It wasn't like this big or anything like that. It was you know, a little quieter, but yeah. federal funds were involved with upgrading it and that kind of stuff. And there's bowling balls and people sh- with their shotguns on the airport property adjacent to the runway shooting at models to try to down them. It was fun. Funny yeah. thing was most of the people were pilots and had money. It, was, it wasn't like a bunch of really – Rednecks looking for oh it was well yeah it was a bunch (laughs) no it was and and well off when I say redneck it doesn't mean you have to be from the south you don't have to own a pickup truck that doesn't mean you're uh, or poor or uneducated (laughs) redneck just means you like to do redneck shit and it's fun because I consider myself to be one of those people (laughs) because I love blowing things up tannerite. Uh, right. Years ago, when oh, we you guys used to would go down the yeah the, the pit, down the gravel the pit, pit and yeah. blowing up fifty five gallon oil drum or uh, right. pl- the plastic drums and thing. shit like that. Yeah. Absolutely, it's just a little bit more ramped up. Well, because I'm sure all those shotguns were really nice Benelli's. They didn't have uh, access to a gravel pit, and you guys over here didn't have access, access to, to the to the runway. What you you do whatever? Oh, I have access to the runway. I'm well, just pretty true. sure I would go to jail. Yeah, you can't really do that here. That's right, too bad. Yeah, and there's you know so you, back then there weren't security cameras either, which there are now. This is before nine eleven, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> just make sure. You, really? <laughs> you, seriously? Yeah. Yes. Wow, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! So yeah, that was fun. But that's that's getting rid of stuff. That's a way to get rid of that's stuff. That's a that's a good way to get rid of stuff. Right, bowling balls well, that were going to go in the trash, and then an old model airplane that's really no good anymore anyway. And right. Now, where I'm at right now is I, I, I have a handful of things. like it, it, They're kind of big, like bigger items that I need to get rid of. Like? Like two refrigerators left over from when I used to homebrew all the time. Did and, they work? And the homebrew. Yeah. So someone will take them. No, absolutely. I, what I want to do or... is, I, no, what I want to do is sell the whole system, the whole homebrew system. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Someone will buy that. I no, I, they will. And I my now that I've moved, I can I have access to where it's like an, a more open space to where I can take pictures of the system show up to the homebrew club meeting um one of these Tuesdays in fact I think the homebrew I think the meeting was actually tonight it's the third oh no it's next week so next week I will be at the homebrew club the you can go I got this system off the ales homebrew club folks check them out they have a Facebook page and Instagram and there's a big group of or a medium sized group of very talented folks so this has no real use for you that's a nice picture there look at that photograph oh look, yeah you missed it sorry oh good and so did our viewers Right. Get it? Yeah. Viewers? Um, viewers, yes. Yeah. What channel are we on? <laughs> what station are you boys broadcasting on? Like 12.30 a.m. actually. <laughs> um. So you have no use for this? Like you're not going to be doing any It's not homebrew? that I don't have any use for it. It's that I haven't used it in so long. I It's been four years since I've it's used it. It's just time to move on. Yeah. Now, part of me wants to keep it so I can do like an old-fashioned like crab boil or something like that in my house because I have the equipment because that brew stand is perfect for it. Oh, well, if you want to do that, I have uh, those big propane, big... you have a turkey fryer thing? Do you have a turkey fryer burner? Yes, I've got two big burners in one of those containers out there that we, I think Steve and I use for the chili cook-off up up in the mountain. Cool. And I think I've got, I'm pretty sure I've got the two big containers. I don't even need the big containers. I have a 35-gallon boil pot. So I've got two big burners you you hook up to propane and put whatever on. So just let me know when you want to do a fucking Cajun goddamn boil. Oh, shit, yeah. Hooey. Do a bowl. Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a crawfish, like a uh, what do oh. you call it? A uh, 
Well, crawfish boil. Mud bugs. Could mud bugs or what's mud the uh, bur- mud bug burl? What's the um, that's a shout out to the Louisiana folks that uh, Trace and Kendra are going to go hang out with. They are. They're leaving like tomorrow, tomorrow. today. When when this drops, it'll be today. Oh, Wednesday. You'll be listening yeah. to it on the flight out. They're going out sure. to Nolens. Yes. Hope you're enjoying your flight now. I hope you're enjoying the flight, ladies and gentlemen. If you look at the left side of your aircraft, uh, you'll see humidity, <laughs> and uh, right in time you'll see corrosion. Mm. <laughs> 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 corrosion. <laughs> <laughs> you'll uh, you'll hear the corrosion. Enjoy the stench of the French Quarter. It is a little in s- May. smelly down there. Oh, and it's just it, well, it's it's well, it's below sea level, mm-hmm. and there's puke everywhere. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like just, and pee, pee I, and, and pee, puke. I I I love New Orleans. I do too, but I don't like the smell. I put up with the smell because of everything else that's there. One of the best meals, one of the top three meals I've ever had was in New Orleans. It was from my friend getting married down there. George, who chose the menu and who he wanted to have it prepared by. Is that there. when you had the shoulder problem and he yes. had to zip your unzip your fly? And he had to dress me and, and undress your, me and and I left yeah, early because my it was so bad. Yeah, my yeah. torn uh, labrum yeah, rotator cuff. Rotator cuff. Yeah, and that's when um, I think I told you the story. We were in his room or my room getting ready. It was a very small wedding. We're talking four or five people total. I mean, we're just tiny. It was in like the court yard area of this hotel like there's like there's gardens and flowers and we could see from my room or his room down in there where they were kind of preparing the area and um i think i told you this uh there was they hired a uh a uh, harpist to play so that i see oh look at there's the there's the harpist down there uh preparing and they're starting to play I'm like god we got you know i guess we're it's no big deal we just showed up and did the thing but the, you can see him it's like a little bit of a panic. It's like, oh, we're supposed to be down there. But they're playing a couple of songs, you know, to get people warmed up and no one's really around. Yeah. And uh, either I accidentally said or George did, but we transported it into Harpoonist, not Harpist. <laughs> oh, my God. And we said, oh, my God, let's call let's call uh, your fiance and tell her, like, there must have been a mistake because there's a Harpoonist down there, not a Harpist. You two are fuckers. You know that? Like. <laughs> Now, granted, there's no in a muckluck. They're in a mucklucks. There's there's no way that Stand, that woman standing there with the that I'm telling you that woman the, 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 his bride was not a bridezilla because like you said there are four people in the wedding. It's not right. like it was a big wedding, right? No, but it was a destination Maybe wedding. Six, to, six total. Yes, destination New Orleans. That was a destination, yeah destination yeah. wedding in New Orleans. And then you convinced her that there was a harpoonist. Not a, must have been some of the paperwork instead mixed of up, a harpist. Instead of a harpist. <laughs> He's like this Inuit guy <laughs> down there with a the doesn't even speak English standing there with this with the what's the yeah the thing a uh, muck luck muck luck muck lucks are are shoes oh the shoes and Those what's the shoes. thing around your the parka big parka and Anorak. A, muck lucks and a, yeah yeah and there he is down there just hanging out for no reason just hanging out I don't know why they hired me but not here I playing am. any music <laughs> crazy harpoonist. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking dickhead! Like I, ho- I assume that was your idea because that sounds like some shit that you would come up with. It's, but then again, George it's a George also thing too. It's it, yeah. I, I can't remember, but it was really funny. A harpoonist. But that was the best meal I had that night. I'm telling you right now. Cool. You the night before? Yeah, it was that night the wedding night? It was like really. I had really two fun. very good meals in the French Quarter. One was at Lafitte's, and then uh, I can't remember the other place because I had to go to Lafitte's because it's allegedly the oldest bar in. Oh like yeah, North America or that, something like yeah, that. Because yeah, it's just, always like the been second, the second oldest, I think, or something. See, and they they want to claim they're the oldest because they because they, they, they split hairs. You know how it goes. It's You're like right. this in the UK too. 
So you, they split hairs like Defying old, oldest Defying oldest Like oldest still operating bar Or the first guy that like had a alcohol that had, service They had a drink right there On that corner at one point And then just Right, right. It was like a, It's like what is Native American guy In like 1480 mm-hmm. Was like I don't know what alcohol is But I'm gonna drink right here No it, it it's, it's something to do with the The oldest still operating Alcohol service establishment Right In North America But if you look that up I think Again, the battle, a, I believe in New it, York City or something there's like a, that. Boston has one that, that dates back to a long, long ways. But there's also a place, like there's there's the remains of a bar in St. Augustine from like 1520. Mm-hmm. But that's not still operating. Like Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop also served alcoholic drinks while mm-hmm. you waited to get stuff fixed on your like wagons and shit. Mm-hmm. Or your shoes shod or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they've been in continuously in operation for like 400 years so i don't i don't, I don't know exactly right. but but it's something like that i'm like oh, we're splitting hairs here we'll have to look that up Just it's it's it. it's always interesting to me that to like i love uh things that put timeline into perspective right like one of my favorite little factoids is that the uh oxford university like the educational institution that is oxford you know university in england mm-hmm. predates the aztecs that's fucking crazy. Well, uh, until you start thinking about the Aztecs, they really didn't really come around until about 1100 AD. That's true. But that's still... But then again, you think about, like, even even more so, brewing beer with hops predates the Aztecs as well, because right. it was, like, 970 AD or something like that. But then you think about timelines. You, you, you say, okay, well, like, when was this bar, Lafitte, or whatever it's supposed like to be? Like, 1600 or something okay. like that, 1700. So you, you, you drop that bomb. Let's say you go to Europe and go, oh, we got a really old 16... We'll go... Get in line. We got yeah. about. <laughs> it's like the old cliche that I'm turning into a cliche is right. Uh, that that uh, I think he was from France, but I'm not sure. It came into Blackbridge several years ago and it said, you know, it's incredible. Americans think that a hundred years is a long time, and Europeans think a hundred miles is a long ways. Right. It's, it's completely. It's, it just sums it up. It's fucking yep. perfect. Yep. Uh, because there's a. I think the oldest bar in the United Kingdom is like. It's it's like eleven hundred years old or something. Probably, like that. yeah. yeah. I, I know that one of the it. oldest ones I have a pint glass from that my friends Jack and Linda brought back several mm-hmm. years ago. That's called Doom Bar, and it's from like twelve forty or something like that. And it's like Titanic, like Dumbar, Dum Dumbar, Dumbar, not Dumbar, not Dumbar. Hey, let's take a break, and we will be back with some serious topic of discussion. Yes.
you going to force down my throat now? Are you going to hold my hair oh, oh boy. and shove something down my throat no, now? I, I really wish you would stop cutting your hair so short because I love to grab it. <laughs> I love those silver curlies. I could just get a... I could, I could bring back the, uh, you know, partying back. Dude, you need to participate in society more. The mullet's been back for a couple of years. Has it really? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have two friends right now that have them, including one of them I work for. Wow. And they're incredible. I love when Jesh said he's going to go for... He, go, he's have a, he has a mullet? He really? has a mullet. That's, that's how out of touch you've been for nine months. I just don't look at his hair like People that People have gotten pregnant, had kids, and raised them since you were last out in public And they're gone to college, and they're starting... Yeah, they're starting their I, own lives. IPOs, and leverage and, buyouts. And their so. grandkids are now grow, growing mullets. <laughs> no, I, oh, like Jesh's like, yeah, I'm going to go get my hair cut, and he comes back, and it's just the sides of his head shaved, and I'm just like, yeah, that fucking looks good. He goes, dude, you should grow a mullet. I'm like, There's, I'm not going to grow a mullet. Now well, it's he kind, almost it's kind of a new kind of mullet. It's mullet two point It's still <laughs> new electric boogaloo. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, I I think it's great because certain people can just pull it off. That's you're right. I, and and I can't. I I just I don't I can't. Uh, I and but I over many many beers I was almost convinced to grow a rat tail, and then I realized I'm not ever going to do that. That takes a while. It does take a while. Yeah. And my hair is still very curly. It's quite a bit thinner than it used to be. So it wouldn't be a rat tail. It, I, had, I don't know what you would call it. It was. It looks like a curled up pig's tail. Like that's. <laughs> it was like just curled up. That's hilarious. I had a rat tail. I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom. I think it was probably four inches long, five inches long when did I was a kid. Did you ever like straighten it out? Did you like? Did you work on it to keep it straight? You couldn't. You can't work on it to keep it straight. You have to blow dry it and use a straightener to straighten it. What's what I mean? And no, you ever do that? That was work? an era. Well, first off, I was like ten, and I. Like there was no, yeah, no hair. There was no appliances in the house for stuff like that. My mom had a curling iron because my mom has straight hair, right? So, or she had a perm at the time. So anyway, the perm should come back. So on a more serious note, oh, you're gonna shove in, this topic down my throat. In 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 the past week and a half or so, I've had two men come up to me who I never ever thought would say this phrase, and they said the exact same phrase. We're not talking about the a word. I don't. No, we're not. Yeah. I. They said, "quote." This is two different guys that don't know each other. Okay. Never met. And they said, I don't normally get into celebrity gossip and celebrity stories, but I've been fascinated by this Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. The, uh, okay. the whatever, not libel. It's a libel? Defamation suit. De- it's yes, a defamation. That's it. And I was like, really? Uh, I am. I ha- I, I mean, I, I, I dip my toes in celebrity gossip just because I find it fucking funny. It's kind of like my guilty pleasure. Like some, like I clown on Porsche for watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, which is just garbage TV. Sure. But my guilty pleasure is like, oh, Pete Davidson's with who now? <laughs> okay, cool. Right on. Because that's entertaining to me because I love Pete Davidson. Right. Um, uh, I also I just love how dark his humor is. And he cracks jokes about his father who died in 9-11. That's right. that. That's the ultimate in, in using humor to deal with hard topics, and I, yeah. just, I oh, yeah. respect him for that. Anyway, so both of these guys that I've spoken with have been, and the reason why it's such a big deal, and I know for our female listeners, hopefully this doesn't come off like me sounding like a poor me thing, but it's, a con- it's forcing a, a national conversation about things is that men— yeah, for, for those who are paying attention to it, yeah. Men get abused physically by women as well. We just societally aren't allowed really to speak up about it. I was I told you that story. I was kind of beaten on by a chick. That's but, one of the reasons why yeah. I was wanted to bring it up because we both have that in our past. Yeah. And that's why both of these guys, they both exact not the exact same thing but but in similar fashion. Mm-hmm. And these conversations are something that needs to be had because there are double standards. 
Yeah. And most of the time, I would say, as someone who's, you know, been around a lot of women for a lot of years and, you know, raised a, a young woman and watched her grow up and been around her friends, uh, women usually get the short end of the stick when it comes to double standards. There's a few instances where they don't, mm-hmm. you know, where they, 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 they're, they're, you know, they live longer, you mm-hmm. know, this and that and the other. But uh, one of them is the fact that uh, if you say all things being equal, and that's why I love Kingman Police Department for, if nothing else, for this one reason. When they show up to a domestic violence thing, if they can't immediately figure out who was the instigator, who was the physical abuser, both people go to jail. Yeah. And I fucking appreciate that. Y'all are both because getting grounded. It's, <laughs> it's not their responsibility to figure out who did it. <clears throat> right. Right? There's to try to figure out the likelihood of it and let and, and punish, get, let the courts deal with That's it. That's good, though, because the cops shouldn't be... I, the cops are burdened with too much other shit They're anyway. burdened with way too much other shit to right. deal with that. So They love domestic violence oh, I'm, calls. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, sure they... Oh, going to a domestic. Awesome. Awesome. Can't fucking wait. <laughs> so um, I've been a victim of it in two different, two, with, from two different women, one of whom that I've actually publicly spoken about, uh, maybe not by name, but I mean, she, would, she, was, a, she was a functioning alcoholic, which mm-hmm. is one of those uh, terms that I kind of hate, but I, I, I understand what people are getting at because there's people that lose their jobs and they lose their house and they lose their kids and they lose their marriage and all that stuff. The That's person not a, definitely drank and got violent. I wonder if she was an alcoholic, the one that I have no idea, the one that ended up hitting me pretty good. Yeah. Never really connected like, and busted my lip open, but could have. I, this woman, I, she would either get, she would get drunk and you get two, one of two people. You'd get uh, very depressed, mm-hmm. damn near like suicidal and um, and very suicidal on several occasions mm-hmm. where I'm having to talk her down, talk her out of like cutting herself, shooting herself, various which things. Which is really mentally taxing exhausting fucking abusive in a way it's it very, to her it's, as well as you i mean a, whatever exactly yeah and you know and i and i uh, <laughs> to take the advice that i've heard men say well why didn't you just leave him well the reason i didn't just leave her is because uh i wasn't in an emotional state where i could right i you know just coming off of a best friend's suicide this and that and the other tons of terrible shit in my life and i needed somebody there or i was gonna off myself mm-hmm so I stayed with her for about eight months longer than I should have. And in that time, so you either got the depressed, suicidal, um, you know, up till four o'clock in the morning when we both had to work, when, you know, she just like inconsolable until she just finally passed out from drunkenness and exhaustion. Or the other direction was picking a fight, getting violent, uh, getting angry at me because I just wanted to walk away and go cool off or go to bed or you know, whatever, because, you know, sometimes walking away just doesn't work because that's how I got a beer bottle thrown at my head the first time. Right. And I had three stitches in the back of my head. The next time was I said, I'm, I'm sorry, honey, I'm not do- going through this tonight. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed and about an hour or so later. She proceeded to continue drinking and walked in and threw a beer bottle at my face while wow. I was asleep. And it beer broke. bottles are a choice of weaponry. Well, yeah. Well, when you drink a 12 pack of Bud Light six days a week and right. a 30 pack of it on the weekends, you know. Did you, you, have did lots you ever of ask her around. to change to switch to cans? Did you ever see it's your fault? That's fucking dark. <laughs> that was a dark joke, and I Sorry. appreciate you for that. That's a Pete Davidson level joke. <laughs> Why didn't you just ask her to switch to cans? <laughs> My see, God. it's your fault. See, if you just ask her to switch to cans... <laughs> I don't know why. It's better for the environment. It's better right. for your... For They're your, recyclable. It's better for your noggin. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> you're such a dick, and I love it. <laughs> anyway, so this... Uh, what this Watching this uh, defamation trial and, and all this stuff, and a lot of this nasty stuff is coming out, 
you're finding that, hey, um, like five foot, five, 130 pound females can also be physically abusive. Yeah. The shitty thing is, is that Johnny Depp calls the cops and they kind of get, you kind of get laughed at. Mm -hmm. Well, then you just don't want to say anything. Right. And that's, I I know, I know how that feels. Yeah. If you were someone that's big star again or whatever status it is it doesn't even matter yeah yeah you you're gonna have 10th second third fifth thoughts about do i really want to call the cops me johnny depp like that's a hard fucking phone call because he knows he's a star and it's gonna go all over the goddamn tabloids and everything like that if he starts making these phone calls but anyway so it's tough yeah so there's the there's that uh that double standard yes you know and 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 i like that this is if you're a guy anyway and then you're a famous person well, yeah, I I would just say just being a guy, like right. just being a man, like right. that that the the famous thing just is it's a double edged sword because it's uh, I feel bad I feel bad for everybody involved because you got a lot of nasty dirty laundry that's very that should be very private that has now become public, mm-hmm. but the benefit of it becoming public is that it's forcing a, a a conversation about domestic violence. That's true, and I'm really yeah. really happy to see that. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, and I know this is a weird flashback to it, but I do remember talking about it in like current events portion of like social studies and uh, our history class was when the movie Disclosure came out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Demi Moore and uh, Michael Keaton? Yep. Where he got sexually harassed by his boss, who yeah. was happening to be female. Yeah. And they had, did a whole uh, um, Michael Keaton. It wasn't Michael Keaton. It was. Fuck, I can't think of his name. I do know the movie you're talking about, though, because, yeah, is it. Yeah. Is it a Michael? What is that guy? Yeah, it is a Michael. What the fuck is that? I can see his face. Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's it. It was Michael Jackson. How could you not remember it was Michael Jackson? It doesn't It doesn't matter. It, wasn't, no, Michael it, Michael it wasn't Michael Jackson. <laughs> it wasn't Michael Jackson. Anyway, <laughs> but the whole idea of the conversation in that movie was how can a woman sexually harass a man? Men are what do right, that. Right, right. There's that, that, that societal thing. And turns out that movie legitimized women sexually harassing men. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I look at it as like, eh, maybe it's a uh, time. Maybe it's time to balance the equation a little bit. However, it doesn't make it right. No. And so that forced that conversation 25 years ago. Now you've got this, this domestic violence thing that's forcing a conversation. I really am happy to see that because I wasn't strong enough to stand up and say something. And I had to let that, I, I just, in my own mind, I had to let that, uh, that relationship peter itself out. Right. Because I was scared. And I was I was scared of uh, I wasn't scared, I was more I was afraid of the shame. Well, and then what happens is if you like you can get threatened like this. If you tell anybody or whatever like that, I'll tell someone that you did this to me, and they're going to believe the woman quite Be- often if it goes the other direction of, because of the double standard, right? And, and and there's even it's gone beyond that too, where they'll bring their kids in. I'll tell them that you've been sexually harassing my daughter, right? And that kind of it's like whoa, yeah. And I've that, heard and, these stories, real stories. I'm like. I cannot imagine. That's one. That right there. If you kind of knew that was a chance, that would keep you from dating somebody. That would keep just in gen, just like I'm not even gonna not even gonna venture in that. Wouldn't area. even go down that road exactly. Right. But but it also to to dial it back to what you just said about uh, you know that retaliation of like yeah you tell anybody about what I did then I'm gonna keep the kids I'm gonna take the house I'm yep. gonna lie about this or whatever. Yeah. Well, holy shit. But that and that shit happens all the time. Yeah. You and I both know people that that's happened to. Yep. And they kept their mouth shut. 
yep. and a crime was committed. A fucking terrible thing was done to to somebody, yep. and because of that, because we'll let of it continue, yeah. And so now we're having this this conversation about it. it it's uh, it's really healthy. I think it's a really good thing. With all the bad shit that you see on the news, mm-hmm. this is something that 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 trial is something I think is going to be. It's going to open up some doors. Yeah, she's, I think, on uh, cross right now. Isn't she, like, cross-examination? Isn't her turn to be on the stand now? Oh, uh, yeah, so yeah. I think. Well, and there's little things, too. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if Charlie sent you the video, but no, there's a little video clip of her. I don't know what she was doing, but it definitely looked like she was doing a bump of coke on the stand. <laughs> she she had her hands up. She had <laughs> on a tissue. the stand. She, on That's the stand, hilarious. she had a tissue. This is one of two things I saw that was absolutely ridiculous, that she was playing things up. One thing she was playing up for the camera, which is, like, she was crying and she was blowing her nose. And then she saw a couple camera like flashes, and then she stopped, made like a sat, even sadder face. To make face, sure it was a good picture, and yeah. and made a pose, and then kept going. Like she stopped, oh, she God. stopped moving. Wow! Like she was vamping. That's exactly mm-hmm. what she was doing. So mm-hmm. that I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I watched that a half a dozen times. I'm like, "Yeah, that's she was abs- That's that you thought. Well, maybe somebody said her name, and we didn't hear the audio. Right. No, you can hear the cameras click. Like it's dead fucking silent in the wow. courtroom. It wasn't modified. It was raw video. So the other thing was. Her blowing her nose, and she's got her hands up on either side of her nose yeah. on a Kleenex, and then you see her pinky go right up under her nose, her head twitch up a little bit, and then she wipes her nose again. And it's like either she ate one of her boogers or she did a tried to do it on the sly, or she just did a bump of something. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? It's a suspect. That's exactly what Charlie said. I don't know what it is, but it, whatever it is, right. whatever she did is suspect, wow. no matter what. So well, coming across my f- news feed a couple of days ago was that apparently someone farted on the stand like that was a big newsworthy thing. Yes, during this trial, did you hear yes. about that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? I don't know who farted, but it was funny as shit. <laughs> oh, you because I, I, I saw audible. It. Oh, it was it was. <laughs> yeah, you you you, heard, you definitely heard it. It's a B flat. <laughs> uh, so now here's my thing. I haven't made a judgment call yet. I don't know that I believe. I don't believe one side or the other. I think. Both people, I think, in both, I think Johnny Depp didn't know how to handle things, so he just kept drinking. Most people don't, and he—that's the bottom right. line. Most and people don't have the tools in the toolbox. I th- exactly, and I think yeah. Amber Heard had her own entitlement of being a a, a an attractive female celebrity, but uh, to take away attractive and celebrity and just leave her with one male, one female in right. a relationship, and who are you going to believe? is the victim of domestic violence. And it's not going to get public uh, scrutiny or public. Right. It's going to be out in the public. Right well, now, now there's public scrutiny, yeah. and I'm really happy about it because it's looking like she's got a lot of – there's been a lot of things she said that were bullshit. Yeah. Like perjury a couple times that they've already talked about. So I I don't know where it's going to end up, but and I'm glad that there's – charges a, against him, right? Yeah. So she obviously didn't think this out very no. very well. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And I mean, did you see the clip of her, her, one of her lawyers on the legal team, objected to his own thing that he said? And I'm just like, I'm still trying to understand that. Like, how I should, does that work? Yeah. I should reach out to Brian uh, Goldberg about that because he would be able to explain it to me why. But I every I, I saw a couple little clips of like legal like legal experts like commentary. And they're like, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. That shouldn't. He shouldn't have done that because it just made him look like a dumbass. Right. But I don't know. I can't speak to that. But oh, so he said something that he wish he hadn't said, or and something. then he objected and he to, to it to try to get it removed from the record or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm not sure. I right. I, I, I won't pretend to know okay. about that. But All right. a- anyway, regardless. So that's kind of funny. She, 
there's there's been some things that she has said that she contradicted herself on. There's there's the the makeup use, having to use cover up. She's like and specifically called out a brand of cover up makeup that she had to use to cover mm-hmm. up bruises from uh, from Johnny Depp. And that company just straight up said we didn't start making that till you know like a year after the the Ooh, alleged incident was yeah, like that. That was kind of a nail in the coffin there. Yeah. One of the nails. It just but regardless, I the what no matter what the outcome is, mm-hmm. she abused him. Whether he abused her, I don't know, but mm-hmm. she definitely abused him. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is because of the current double standard that I hopefully has started to er- erode a bit. That uh, that we're talking about it now and yes. i and i think that's a really good conversation to have now what happened to you i know i i remember a little bit about this but like what did this what did, um well what was the she was kind of violent a little bit anyway when she drank she never she was kind of out of control of stuff and then if it, she didn't like me at that moment or if i said something or she thought something about me which i never treated her badly at all from what i can recall then she would take it out on me even if it wasn't about me. Okay, fine. So one day I'm in her apartment in Marietta, Georgia, and uh, I think I was traveling back from South Carolina, but she, we were, we were going to go out that, that night. And so I arrived. I was going to take a shower and change clothes. We are going to go out to eat or maybe go to a bar. Who knows? But she was already drinking kind of heavily and was already kind of, you're late and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't even that late, you know. but it was, it was, it was kind of starting and it was ramping up and ramping up. And it got to the point where it was like, you know, in my mind, we're not going out tonight. In fact, I'm fucking leaving. You know, in fact, I think I called my uh, parents because I was going to stay with her because we were dating at the time. Oh, because you were living in South Carolina at the time. Yeah. And it was kind of late. It's like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And I knew they were already in bed. But I called them up anyway. And I went, I need to stay at your place tonight. I'm supposed to stay with with uh, Sue. It's not turning out well. That, yeah, it's fine. Come on over, whatever. So and I just bought my new truck. Um, it's out in the parking lot. So I'm packing my shit, you know, but I hadn't really unpacked anyway. And I'm walk. I said I'm leaving. You're not gonna leave. And then she starts fucking hitting on me. I'm just blocking everything. And I I may have stopped her at one point, but I never pushed her that kind of shit. But I just said I'm getting the fuck out of here, you know. And I grab my bag and I start walking down the this outside stairs, going outside. Uh, from a second floor, a floor, second floor apartment, and uh, there happens to be right at that moment several Cobb County police officers, which we, we know <laughs> records of them sometimes, uh, yeah. that were out in the parking lot had pulled somebody over for a DUI, and they were right there, like inside of this, and she's screaming as I'm walking down the stairs outside in the the mezzanine outside, she's hitting on me as I'm walking down. And I'm just leaving, I'm blocking with my suitcase behind me. Sue, fucking knock it off, blah, 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 blah. I'm walking down there, and the cops now have something else to take care of because they're just right there. And then they kind of pull me, they separate us, you know, 30 feet away or so like that. And I'm going, oh, God, where's this going to go? Because I'm thinking to myself, she's going to lie, and I'm going to get in fucking trouble to whatever level, you know, what's going on. So, um, Yes, what I said is she's drinking. I just came in from South Carolina, blah, 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 visiting her. She gets kind of violent like that, and I'm, le- I'm trying to get to my parents' house, and I'm trying to leave. And I said, by the way, that's my truck over there, which was like a week old, brand-new truck. And I said, I don't want her near it right now because I've seen her fuck up cars before, by the way, in parking lots when she was upset about shit, just random vehicles, bending over antennas and that kind of shit, 
You know, so I was, I was, and I told her, by the way, up to that point, I said, if this happens one more time, you know, one more, I said, I'm, we're done. I'm fucking, I'm never looking back or done. Well, that's when this, this happened. So they separated us and, uh, and they asked me if I, uh, cause they saw her hitting me. So they had proof of that. Right. And they asked me if I hit her. I said, no, not, not, didn't touch her at all. And then I remember hearing the dying in my hearing because they're t- asking her the same thing. And the cop over there is asking her, you know, did he strike you in any way or do this or that? And I'm going, I'm listening to her. I'm going, where, what's she going to say? What is she going to say? And she didn't say anything for a while. Ma'am, did he strike you? Did he hit you in any way? You know, da, da, da. And she finally said no. Wow. And I went, well, at least that's the case because it was the truth. And then they at, then they said that fine. They came over to me and said, "Do you want to press charges?" Because they they asked me this if I want to press charges because they saw her they, fucking they, hitting on they me. They physically witnessed, you know. And I said, yeah. "No, what I want is for her to stay away while I get in my truck right there and leave because she's probably going to want to fuck it up. That's all I want. That's it." So then I think I called her like that was a Friday night. Called her like a Saturday day, and I said, "We need to have lunch tomorrow on Sunday before I go back home." She goes. Well, okay, I get whatever. I said, I've been with my friends and stuff, but I want to have lunch before we go back. So we had lunch at some place that I met her. In fact, I think it was uh, the same bar and grill that, that I saw um, Mr. Almond in. Oh, Twain, Twain Almond. Um, Greg Almond. Greg Almond. You didn't see, did didn't you see, saw Dwayne Almond? Wow, but Dwayne, that would have been really weird. <laughs> Greg Almond. So anyway, um, I said, we sat down. I said, do you know why we're here? And she kind of knew, and I said, we're done. I said, I'll buy you lunch, whatever. And I guess we can remain at some point friends, but we're done. That's it. We're done. If you want to have a, an a okay conversation about just stuff in general, that's it. But I'm not, that's it. I can leave here right now or whatever. Or we can just try to be somehow pleasant. And we did. We had some kind of a basic lunch and just talked. And I said, I, we're not, we're, that's it. Don't call me. And she never did. I never tried to get back together with her. Like that doesn't always Did happen. Did you ever see her way. again or have contact with her ever again? Not really. I think we're actually Facebook friends now because I think Whoa. I I think I saw her. Or you she, don't think she listened to the podcast? She's married. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I doubt it. It'd be really funny if she did. But she's married. And she has another last name. Um. So. Uh. Yeah, I knew her. She hung out with me and my friends, all my good friends back from Atlanta. In fact, when I moved out to South Carolina, she moved in. To, it was a three bedroom apartment. She moved in and took that that space over, oh, okay. and they kind of hung out and stuff too. And George and my friend Scott, who's no longer with us, uh, they all lived in the, in the same place. And um, so, I don't think I ever really did. I don't think I really, no. Yeah, but it fucking hurt pretty good. Like I, you know, it never really. But she was, you know, really hitting on me pretty pretty hard, and never, like I said, never properly connected and bust a lip over, give me a black eye, right. But could have. Yeah. She was pretty strong. You know? But still she the was... same kind of... Well, and there's a certain level of emotional abuse that comes with ha- of, of, uh, of living with or being, being uh, in a relationship with someone who's that loose of a cannon. Because mm-hmm. you don't know. You're, 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 it's, it's called hypervigilance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that shit just sticks with you. Oh, yeah. And it's really bad and it's very detrimental and I still have issues... Not it doesn't come only from 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 her mm-hmm. or from the other woman who's a little more mild, mm-hmm. but no less sh- uh, no less shitty. It come it comes from you know the upbringing and this and that and the other a handful of other things. But like it 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 gives you a high level of anxiety where you always are kind of a simmering level of anxiety because you're 
always reading the room and you're always worried about yeah. pissing this person off or making this person mad. Is that person going to fight this person? Is this what's going on? And that's why I... You know, like I we're going out and you don't want them to drink a certain amount because they're going to start getting... Well, and then beating it, you up on the way home. Yeah, and then you end up having to take them home and you do this and it's just like... But it's yeah. a... And and I know that there, I, I you know I know that that's not ideal situation. I know a lot of people that are in that not people that have been or in that situation, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they deal with it on their own, and that's that's up to them, and it's not for me to pass any sort of judgment, right? Uh, but uh, I know that I just can't deal with that anymore. So like, and, and honestly, my I mean, I was thirty two when mm-hmm. this happened. I wasn't like some young buck. I wasn't 21 or 22 and didn't have any tools to deal with a, a healthy relationship. I was about the same age that. also. I was right at about 30, 31, uh, somewhere I, around there. But my yeah. inexperience, I've experienced a lot of things in my life, but one of the things I'd never experienced with was being close, like I- intimately close with someone who was a severe substance abuser. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have an ex in my past. It was like the longest relationship I've ever been in who uh, about three years in two and a half three years into the relationship hurt her back and then you're just that same old story that we've all heard about got hurt prescribed opioids got hooked on them never got off them personality changes Mm -hmm. all that stuff that was the only kind of substance abuse that i ever really dealt with and on a like on, on a very close intimate way you know what i mean and that really wasn't i wasn't smart enough to know exactly what was going on because I just thought, well, the, she's in pain, so the doctor said it was okay because I had no, I never, I hadn't worked at the hospital, I hadn't been around that, I sure. hadn't been around addicts. It was bef- the, it was like the 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 very very beginning of what we call the opioid ec- epidemic. People have been abusing opioids. That was a crazy fucking uh, time in American history. Oh my god, how many pills were prescribed during oh, the opioid? It, it's it's it was insane, and it's gotten better, but the substances are still there because they're being supplied through Mexico and a few other places, but mostly Mexico. Right. But it used to be really easy to get and a it was, lot of opioids, exactly. especially in Florida was one of the places you could yeah. only do it really Florida like rack up on West them. Virginia was another one. There was some pharmacy in West Virginia that was like 5 million more doses uh, a month than there are people in the state of West Virginia or some <laughs> shit like that. They finally <laughs> shut them down. Um, but anyway, yeah, so like I didn't have, so I never, I never lived with or really been around a very hard, out hardcore alcoholic mm-hmm. and i just and that's what she was and i and i didn't have the tools necessary to deal with that situation because i'd never been in it uh and you know of course and again my headspace where i was at it's not like i fucking even if i had the tools i probably wouldn't have been able to use them do they have al-anon um meetings here that's for i'm sure for children i think of yeah that's for yeah there's no alateen is for the kids uh okay. al-anon is for like spouses and loved ones of uh alcoholics, alcoholics yeah yeah which is, I mean, I, I say what you will about 12-step programs. I've known a lot of people that they've helped, a right. lot of people. Some people say that's bullshit and they'll never go to them. But yeah, I know people that have gotten help from them There's so. then, Those people say, oh, that's bullshit. I'd never go to those meetings. Those people haven't hit their rock bottom yet. Right. And everybody's rock bottom is different. That's I what I've I, learned from people. I think I told you the rock bottom of uh, <laughs> street name. We used to call her rock bottom. Yeah, we used to. Oh, my God. No, this is another woman that I dated, but she, she quit drinking because she, would, she wouldn't be violent, I don't think, or abusive, but... She would black out a lot. It was a party. It was a woman. I. It was. Uh, I'll go and talk about it. it. Was Laurel McManus? We talked about her at at uh, Julia's. Uh, place oh yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. When I dated for a while, that has the kind of big hair. Because we looked her up. Because we stalked her on right. the internet. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, she um, she was her father was abusive. Mother or father? Mother was abusive alcoholic, but and she grew up. In Atlanta and partying and drinking a lot as well. And she, her rock bottom was, she, she told me this because she uh, she said, I remember waking up 
uh, behind whatever bar it was in Buckhead when they had all these bars down there in Buckhead. Uh, Sunday morning, by noise and the sunshine shining me, leaning up against a dumpster. Wow, that was her rock bottom. And <laughs> some people, and some people in the throes of addiction would just say that was that's just Saturday night, man. And then I just walked over to Denny's and then went home, slept it off, and went right, right back and did it on Monday. Well, for her, because she didn't remember what happened that night or that kind of shit either. So apparently she t- talked to her aunt. Her aunt kind of saved her bacon, but she said, I- I'm done with this, really, really done. She goes, I need a place to live. And her, I think her aunt and, was retired. She so I need to live with you. Um, and she goes, okay, here's what you're going to do, though. You don't you don't have to work, but you got to take care of the house and clean it up, and I'll supply what you got to do, and you can live here for as long as you need to, but you're going to have to go to... Uh, AA meetings, and she went to, I believe she told me this, I'm not, no exaggeration, she went to two AA meetings, this is Atlanta, so they're all over the goddamn place, uh, a day for a year. Wow. Twice a day for a year. That's and her, incredible. And, and her aunt took her there or paid for her a cab or whatever it took to get her there, and that's where she met Elton John at one of the meetings, because Elton John lived in Atlanta, and he came. He was at one Ooh, of the meetings. Definitely not supposed to talk about that. Well, I, now, she's, now not, she, she's not supposed to talk about right, that. Right, so yeah. there you go. I don't know. I didn't blab it to everybody. Yeah. Maybe the only second person I've told. No one gives a shit, I yeah. guess. But well, and I'm right. sure Elton John's been public about it. Probably. Uh, he's definitely been public about his addictions. Yeah. That's uh, that's incredible. Twice a day. Good for her, though. And, yeah. and, and, and she completely yeah. recovered. She had no problem at all being around people that drank. Never went back to it at all. Um, I had We lived together. I had beer in the refrigerator. She didn't really. It just wasn't. It was not part of her life anymore. That's and it great. Was, she, she said at some point it was it wasn't ever a struggle you know to go back to it and she just but she turned she's kind of addictive personality so she turned her business around it became extremely successful really hard driven but she kind of turned this energy or whatever the fuck it was into a really successful she business. channeled the addiction yeah that, that's that's and she that, was a kind of addicted to work really is what pretty happened kind of cool yeah that's good so interesting person and she's the one that got me introduced to the therapy guy that i went to the therapist therapy guy the the, the kind of well-known guy in Atlanta too that that I went to for a while to solve a couple of little head issues that I had that worked very well for me actually that I told you about before I'm sure we mentioned right. on the podcast oh, yeah. before so anyway yeah that was I don't know if she was abusive or not but yeah you mentioned rock bottom that reminded me of her her event her rock bottom her. yeah so crazy yeah all right man that's all I got that's it all right, folks. Enjoy your week. Hopefully, it wasn't too heady of a conversation. It was a little bit heavy, and people should know about it. And but I, it is that that's what we like to do on this podcast: and, talk about goofy shit and then talk about serious right. shit. And again, uh, this thing, celebrity shit. Sometimes it, uh, sometimes it's a good thing. Have they said like, uh, uh, like when, they, when they anticipate it's going to be wrapping up? Because they kind of know sometimes. Oh, they. Like how many they more I days. think they said it was like eight weeks or something like that. The whole thing was supposed to go on. Yeah. Jesus. Well, because it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. It's like. Fifty-one million dollars he's suing her for, or something like that. Yeah, because he's certain Johnny well, certain for that, defamation. That, well, well, yeah, well, yeah. He, and he lost like he lost a, a, a uh, two major franchises. Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a multi-billion-dollar franchise. They're yeah. like, we're never gonna, we're not gonna. Disney was like, sorry, we can't. You're too hot. It's yeah. never gonna happen. Yeah, and then uh, the Fantastic Beasts, which that that's a Harry Potter kind of spinoff. Yeah. That he was in the first movie and and second movie, I think, and then uh, and then they're like, "Ooh, you're too hot, can't do this." Yep. So like that, you know, it's and I, if if it ends up being true that she's full of shit, and he, she did all those things to him and he did jack shit to her, 
She deserves to fucking pay for that. And no matter think, who it is. Do you it, think he's going to try to do any more movie stuff? I know he does. We know what he does some other stuff. I'm, I'm that you've seen him do. I'm, I'm sure he will. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that'd be nice if he got some of his career back. Yeah. And that yeah. And I'm not going to stop watching Johnny Depp movies because no. I'm pretty sure she was shitty. Yeah. But if if he was too, then 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 that then that that uh, that changes my opinion. We'll see what happens. What? Yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens. But like I said, all I wanted to bring up was the the fact. I like I said, I haven't made it. A, I don't have an opinion on who did what to whom. I just know that it's good that there's a conversation being had. Yeah. All right, folks. So enjoy. Have a, you have a good week. Enjoy your week, folks. And weekend. <laughs> and weekend. Well, that's part of the week. You're so funny. So sorry. <laughs> Thank you.